0: You are joining us here on the extended weekend edition of the TTD, Tiny Talk Staff. this year where we talk a daff lesson a day and a few minutes away. We are looking at Nazir 48. We're going to look at, God willing, 40, 41, 42, 43, and 44 to get us through Purim here in 2023 so that we don't fall behind, God willing. Let's look first at Anasir 40. It has been talked in a, taught in a Bryce, to so talking about the idea of hair. Yes, that if you use a razor for Anasir, it incurs lashes and forfeit days. But what if it was removed with other things that Anasir have plucked, removed with the palatory or picked a minute amount of hair is liable to the lashes as well the idea being looking at the hair I've talked about this before oftentimes it's important especially for the men to keep our hair kept to keep our hair and ourselves and our appearance kempt the Gemara would talk about how a king or a coin gadol, a coin would have to keep himself clean. A king had to get a haircut every week. A coin had to get a haircut once a month. Other people would have to get a haircut at different times. So we need to make sure to make sure that we are kept in our appearance. We are comely and we are proper in our appearance. We could present ourselves as true avadim and avadot of Hashem, especially as we come into Shabbos and different holidays, making sure that we have a good appearance. So make sure to shave. And get those haircuts to make sure you take care of yourself. Then the Gemara talks about the idea of not just the the beard and not just the hair, just the razor. But talking about the idea of looking at how we can go about and how we can make sure that we are in our life. We talked about the razor and about the hair. And when we talk about the idea of what are the commandments, what overrides it? So as we we're talking about the hair and the beard, and we're talking about a Nazir 41b, I would have thought, although two things are indicated, that a general positive commandment comes and overrides a prohibition, it's indicated that rounding the entire head is deemed rounding that. And is forbidden, where would we know that the Masurah's shaving must be done with a razor? Hashem wrote his beard to indicate that the Masurah's shaving must be done with a razor. The point being that of what comes and overrides in life. What is more overriding to you? What is more important to you in life? A lot of us nowadays, unfortunately, have what I term the technological ADHD. It causes us to have ADD in this generation because of the amount of technology and the amount of things that are out there but the question is what is overriding in your life what is most important hopefully your spouse and your kids everyone should be zoha to have a spouse and kids but in your own life that should be what is the most overriding and after that your day job is also very important but even more than that the first thing to think about is what torah learning we could do every day what mitzvahs and what chesed can we accomplish every day that we could do in our life to make sure to accomplish in our own life to fulfill in our own life And to make sure That it isn't fulfilled in our life Make sure to understand what is overriding What is important And what is supposed to get accomplished Every day in our life And every. Every aspect of our life, in that is overriding other things in our life. The also talks about the idea when it comes to hair, hair growing back here on Nazir forty-two. abai I inquired if a Nazir shaved his head but left two hairs unshaved, leaving his shaving requirement as yet unfulfilled, and a shaved hair grew back, and then he shaved only those two hairs that remained from the first shaving. What is the law? Do they imp- do they impede the fulfillment or not? I think Mark goes on to talk about the question. But I want to th- think about the idea of growing back. How often times in life do we experience hardships? Do we experience failures? And do we feel do we experience setbacks? The question is, do we grow back? Do we get back? And do we try to do what we t- can to stand taller, to move forward and not let it hold us back and not let us keep us back? Make sure in your own life to grow back and to learn from experiences, to learn from things out there, to make sure that you are growing back and growing bigger as the positive teaches us a person might fall might fall but don't let it keep you down don't let it hold you down make sure to do what you can to keep yourself involved in the life keep yourself set in the life to do what we can to have great aspects being involved and accomplished every single day, Kumar then talks about a nazir forty three a. If a nazir, as Rabbi Lazar said, is a nazir would extend his hand into a house that contains a corpse before entering the house, he would be liable for contaminating himself, but not for entering. If he extended his body into the house, he held his hands next to his sides as he entered. Contamination and entry occur simultaneously. Talking about the idea of contamination oftentimes. We have to be very careful. We try to be very careful with what in- we ingest. It has to be kosher. It has to be good hashkachas and it has to be good things. But do we ensure that we are making sure to listen to things that are not contaminating us, that we have good music in our ears and good at different shiurim and good videos and good aspects in our ears? And also, what are we reading? What are we accomplishing? Are we being involved in good books besides for svarim? but leisurely reading. Make sure to watch out for what could contaminate your body, whether what we're reading, what we're hearing, or what we're saying. Make sure to keep yourselves from those things so that you could keep yourself in a much better state in your own life. And as we move over to Nazir 44, we talk about the ideas of things that are different, forbidden to the Nazir. We talk about aspects of things we know we have to watch out for. And we look about how uh, the Gemara talks about in 44a. In regards to Tumba, the Tumah, there should be no exception to the prohibition based on the following call of the Homer, from the Law of Wine, of wine drinking, which is lingin, and that it does not cause forfeiture, there is no exceptions to its prohibition, should it not follow the Tumah, which does cause forfeiture, certainly have, should have no exceptions to the prohibition. So the Gemara goes on to talk about that. But how apropos to think about the idea of wine and forfeiture. I want to caution everybody. As we come to Purim, coming up very soon, we should be careful with the wine that we ingest. The mitzvah is only at the Purim's Uda, and only so you don't know the difference between Aror Hamon and Baruch Mordechai, which the Gemara points out, actually the Shulchan says points out in the Mishnah Beruim, that you could accomplish that by falling asleep even for a few minutes. So there's no mitzvah at nighttime to get drunk, to drink at all. There's no mitzvah in the morning or even early afternoon before the suudah to drink or to get drunk. It's only at the suudah and only to not know the difference between the two. And you could figure out different ways to go about it. So for many years, my wife and I, and for me, many, many, many years, I've been very against the drinking in general. My whole life, I never drink, Blin Even on Pesach, even on Simchas Torah, which also makes no sense. There's no mitzvah related to that. And on Purim itself, where there maybe is a hava It's only in very specific aspects. Be very careful with wine. Be very careful with forfeiting your senses, with forfeiting your body, and forfeiting your your whole day and giving it out. People who drink so much, the whole day is lost. The whole day is killed, and they're actually killing themselves by putting so much poison in their body. How many Hatzalah are there on Purim? How many Hatzalah are there on our weekly Shabbos when people drink too much at Kiddushes and Kiddush clubs anyway, which shouldn't be happening? We need to be careful with wine and with substances in general. Don't let your body be forfeited. Don't poison your body. Don't hurt your body. On a regular Shabbos, a regular Yom Tov, even on Pesach, I'm a huge, huge fan of sparkling grape juice. That's for me the main Onik Shabbos, the main Menucha of Shabbos and even at Purim, the idea is for me to use that and if I want to take a nap for a minute and I want to just close my eyes for a minute, I could be Yote, the idea of not knowing the difference between the two, but please please be careful, especially Purim, especially in life, don't let your body be forfeited, don't let your body be poisoned be very careful as you come to that substance and avoid it at all costs in general. Join us next time as we talk at Willing Nazir 45 here on the TTD Thank <laughs> you.